Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Uh, picking up with uh, what was discussed last week uh, with Rich. Rich and I discussed card design preferences. We did uh, one larger episode on Friday, and then we I've uh, sprinkled some microcasts, some smaller uh, mini-sodes for the Saturday and Sunday just to see. I had a, somebody tell me, why don't you try some uh, three- to five-minute episodes and see if people like that uh, uh, better or worse or have uh, interest in that format. So some of those were just uh, short aspects of car design preferences that Rich and I batted back and forth. Uh, encourage you to uh, give uh, feedback for that. But that, that was last week. This week, picking up with, again, car design preferences, card backs, what's on the back of the card. So I'll just give you a little stream of consciousness for a few minutes about that. First of all, uh, I'm not in favor of blank backs. <laughs> I think it's a waste of uh, card real estate. I understand why historically that's happened in, in uh, some cases, uh, in, in actually many cases. So if there's nothing on the back, there's nothing on the back. But uh, modern day cards, uh, it's uh, an opportunity to uh, make another artistic or uh, informational or biographical uh, statistical uh, presentation on the back of the card. Uh, the front of the card is uh, almost always recognized as the front of the card, but the back of the card is is useful as well. So blank backs, uh, not a big fan of that. That's not, uh, uh, it's an opportunity to present something and, and not, doesn't really generally save very much money either. Uh, first of all, then after that, uh, just, I like white card backs. White's better than gray. Uh, I understand why why tops had gray for uh, so many of those years. There, there actually are, uh, I think they had some uh, considerations based on the FDA, the, the Food and Drug Administration, where if you're going to put gum in a pack, then you have to use certain kinds of inks and perhaps certain kinds of cardboards or avoid certain kinds of bleaches or whatever that would be. So white's better than gray. I understand why there was gray in the past, but uh, I like it. And actually, when we were doing our magazines, uh, white... Uh, the, the whiteness of the paper stock that you use is actually uh, a little bit more expensive because it's, well, it's, there's some additional processing steps, I think. Plus it's, it, it makes it uh, easier to write. If you buy copier paper, you can buy it with certain whiteness, but white's better than gray and some of these other yellow colors and things like that. I'm, uh, I, I just stick with white. Uh, secondly, I really, uh, I'm not a fan of, again, I'm directing this hopefully in a uh, interesting way to uh, my, the card companies and people that make some of these decisions, as well as uh, collectors and dealers who deal with this. But card numbers on the back, if they're really small, that's that's not a good thing. You shouldn't have to get out your reading glasses uh, because of the, uh, the the size of the print or the contrast with the background color or the or the the way some some typefaces are easier to discern the actual numbers uh, in some small and some typefaces, it's the six and the eight and even the zero sometimes. It, it can look like a big, big round blob. So make the card numbers on the back not too small, make them readable. Uh, number three, uh, I'm a big fan of numbers. I mean, obviously, you all know I'm a, I'm a numbers person, so I, I want numerically sortable numbers on the back. Now, there's cards that can have a prefix or a suffix. I don't have a, a big problem with that, but I really want to have a number on the back. So if it's 7A or A7, uh, that's better than just an A or the dreaded no-numbered cards, which we did in the in the price guides. We'd list them as NNO, and that's just another big problem, especially if you have more than one. Do you have NNO1, NNO2? Uh, it's it's just very arbitrary. So uh, I would appreciate it if if uh, in a perfect in my perfect world all cards would be would be uh, numbered and they would be uh, because of that they're more easily numerically uh, sortable. Uh, 
and I, I'll, one of these days I'll unpack my, some of my sorting techniques honed over many decades. I, I've sorted, I guess I've sorted millions of cards. I've certainly, yeah, I've sorted millions of cards. So I've learned some things along the way. It, it, uh, it, it it's uh, kind of a mindless activity, but if you set it up right, it can be mindless and go pretty quickly and, uh, and you can avoid mistakes if you have a repetitive pattern. So it starts with having uh, numer- numerically uh, readable and sortable numbers on the back, but that, that'll be subject to another episode. Or maybe I'll tell you some of the tricks I've learned over the, over the decades. Uh, number four, color on the card back. Uh, Rich and I were talking about that, perhaps began with score. I don't remember, uh, two-sided color until, uh, the, the score sets of the late eighties. That's a nice addition. To me, it's not as necessary. It's not the primary thing. Uh, I don't have a problem if it's two color, four color, five color, color, special color, whatever. It's, it's, um, it, it, it adds a, a touch of distinction, but that's to me, the front of the card is for the, is for the picture and the back is for, is for other stuff. Uh, fifth, uh, Rich and I had this experience. We've talked about some of these, um, uh, more, more vintage sets where there's a photo, not just a photo, but like a, a drawing or a cartoon on the back. And when I was a kid, that was interesting, as we as we mentioned, that it probably makes the cards more kid friendly. Again, I don't think that's hugely necessary, but uh, uh, it, it can be a nice touch. And one of the highlights of my life was going to that first Topps archives auction. The, I think the Guernsey's auction, where they had all this uh, the uh, the back of the card art for sale, and it was just amazing to to uh, walk through the auction preview and see that again. One of the real highlights of my hobby experience. Uh, I know Rich agrees with me on this, having a full name on the back. Uh, you know, sometimes there are players with the same name and I would like the front of the card, the front of the card can just show the name that the person is called by, that, that they're frequently known as. I don't even have a problem with nicknames on the front, uh, the way they're, the way they're addressed. But if the full name were on the back, then it'd be clear that this is, uh, which, which particular player with a similar or same name, except for perhaps middle initial or some other way that the player can be identified. Uh, it happens, I guess it happens less in hockey, but it, it sure happens in uh, basketball, baseball, and in and, and football. You get players with the same name. So give us the full name on the back. Doesn't have to be in big print, but just something to where when you flip it over, this is the right, uh, uh, the, the, the player and not the other guy with a similar name. Uh, number seven, I would say, I like full stats on the back. I, again, I'm a numbers guy. That's desirable for me. I'd love to see uh, not just full major league statistics. I'd love to see full minor league statistics in there, full college statistics, especially if it's uh, basketball or football, full junior hockey uh, and minor league hockey. Uh, again, it's it's uh, not always possible, but to me, that gives a full story. I, I guess you're getting a, a pattern here. I, I just think the card backs are an opportunity to... Uh, draw out other aspects of the player besides uh, an attractive photo and maybe a, a piece of memorabilia or a, a or an autograph on the front uh, the card back can be more informational and and uh, and hopefully entertaining as well and then uh, lastly i i also really like background information on the back i like personal information i think the card back is the opportunity to to personalize the player and so i want to see I absolutely want to. That probably one of the most important things is I want to know when the play, when the guy was born, so I can determine uh, his his age. So I, I'd rather have his birth date and year than his age, because I I could do the math to figure out how old the person is. But especially if you're prospecting, you want to know this is an old uh, prospect that's that's uh, coming up, uh, worked his way up the minors in baseball, or whether it's a a, a 19 year old with that has five tools. 
So I'd want to see the other thing I'd want to see that I don't know is how I, I love in basketball and football also, not just seeing the college, but also the draft position. I want to know either what number he was drafted or what at least what round. And frankly, on college, I want to know for Kyler Murray, I'd want to know that I, I'd want to see that he went to AM and then Oklahoma for uh, Jalen Hurts, that he went from he was at Alabama and then he's at uh, at Oklahoma. And I guess you're seeing a pattern here. Baker Mayfield, who was at Texas Tech and then went to Oklahoma. But uh, they graduated from Oklahoma, but they also had uh, another uh, college experience that in each of those cases was that had some uh, had some distinction. So I really see the card back as a real opportunity to to bring uh, fans into the game, into the into the aspects, the personalization aspects of the player. So I encourage card companies to uh, to do that. I encourage uh, listeners to to uh, make that voice heard uh, to the uh, to card companies and those when they're and card companies are now at, at shows and uh, uh, pretty regularly. So you you have a chance to uh, respond through social media or in person at a show. Uh, these are it goes without saying. I think I said this in the first episode or two that the opinions I'm giving or even Rich or any of the other guests are, are just our own personal opinions. You're you are very free to disagree. In fact, uh, happy to have emails agreeing or disagreeing. Uh, if you have feedback about this or any of the other episodes, you can, like I said, you could email me or, and you can actually, you could attach, again, for those of you who are uh, uh, digitally savvy, it's pretty easy to just record a, a voice memo and uh, attach it to your email. And if you do that, I can, I could uh, consider uh, posting it on a future episode where, where you get your voice on and, and I can respond to your feedback or your question. So happy to do that if, if that's of interest to you. And, uh, I don't really, I mean, I always like it if you tell your friends. I'm not a big one for, you know, getting five stars. <laughs> five stars better than four, better than three, better than two, better than one, better than no. Uh, but if you're telling your friends about this podcast, again, if they're a serious collector, I hope they'll subscribe. If they're not a serious collector and they don't really fully understand the hobby, I, I've told you I have uh, designs of over a thousand episodes over the next four years to have some number of episodes that would be uh, friendly enough to a either less experienced collector or someone that's just curious about why you are so into this hobby that you could refer them to a specific episode. I wouldn't expect they'd want to subscribe, but uh, like I said, my hope is to have some episodes that that uh, your friends who are not as much into collecting would would be able to listen to and enjoy and say, oh, now now I get that aspect. I didn't realize that. Uh, I'd like to thank sponsors. We've got great sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. They're all found at Beckett.com. Burbank Sports Cards, found at BurbankSportsCards.com. Uh, COMC, uh, found at COMC.com. Heritage Auctions, HA.com. Huggins and Scott Auctions, that's HugginsAndScott.com. Mike's Stadium Sports Cards at MikeSSS.com. That'd be like Mike's Stadium Sports Cards. Panini at PaniniAmerica.net. It's the only non.com one. Tops at TOPPS.com and Upper Deck at UpperDeck.com. So great sponsors, uh, great listeners, and I'm eager to continue our conversation, our dialogue. But that is all for today. Cardbacks, I hope you enjoyed it. Card companies, I hope you're uh, listening. You're doing an awful lot of things right, but as you're coming up with new and different and better ways to present uh, uh, players and their information on two and a half by three and a half, some of these card design preferences uh, are, are worthy of consideration. So thanks, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow with uh, another episode. We'll, uh, we're we're going to do a little bit more on card uh, design preferences, but that's uh, for another day. So thanks. <laughs>